No Ketchup Chicago. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick on the line. Our second quarantine edition of No Catch Up. Quick, what's really good? Man, quarantine, baby, in the house. We locked Day up. Day number 11. Sean sent me a text last night. He's like, hey, man, can I, can I hit you in a little bit? Are you going to be busy? And I said, yeah, bro, I've been so busy the last week and a half. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I actually, like, get I, the fuck out of here. <laughs> I actually want to get some details on that. Before we get into our little quick chop it up session, we're going to talk NFL free agency, what the Redskins should do at two. Yeah. Uh, there's been talk if they're going to take two or should they take Chase Young, which a lot of people think is an obvious decision. We'll discuss that. Cam Newton. They, the, 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 the the Panthers made a move, but uh-huh. it wasn't necessarily the move that everyone is ex- was expecting. They released Cam Newton. He's now in the street, available for all 32, and does not have a home yet. We'll discuss that. We'll touch on a little bit of NFL stuff. Then we're going to go into NBA talk. What Are the, are they going to cancel the season? How long would it take folks to get back in shape if they did cancel the season? What were we most looking forward to? And then we'll talk about, me and Quick, shout out Bill Simmons. That was the first person I saw posting stuff. But we've been watching a lot of classic games, wherever we can get our hands on them, YouTube. I don't know if they're on League Pass or not, but people have said that. But we've been, I've been watching mine on YouTube. We'll talk about some of the classic games we've watched. I watched the, the Jordan 92 Game 1 NBA Final Chicago Stadium last night, the Shrug game. Ridiculous for Mike. That was awesome. So we'll break down some of those. Then we'll close it with a little bit of game of pick one. We got some NBA legends versus other NBA legends that we'll break down. And then we'll talk about some quarantine items that you can't live with, but if you had can't live without, but if you had to pick one, you gotta pick one. That's the game. Uh big quick, what's happening? Yes, yeah, so you've you been busy, busy, huh? Busy, busy, man. No, I'm just, I was bullshitting with you 110%. I didn't have anything <laughs> going on at all, man. I wish I was busy. I wish I was busy, but nah. I mean, I'm trying to, you know, trying to find some things to do, man. Obviously, I got some work, but let's keep it real. Like, for most people that are working from home, you got a few hours worth of stuff to do, but it's not like a full shift. So, you know, you got to just try to find ways to stay busy. Obviously, I got stuff with my daughter, you know, quick university. We in week three over here. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, Yeah, just trying to find ways to pass the time, though, man. But I'm not going to sit here in front and act like this is fun because it definitely is not. How about you, man? What you been doing? Man, I've been hanging out, man. Me and the lady been in the crib chilling. We've been uh, playing games, watching movies, watching all sports. We've been getting a bunch of workout in the crib, man. We, uh, my shorty found this chick on YouTube that is off the hook, like crazy dumb in shape, and we've been doing like core exercises and shit. Hey, I saw y'all running the stairs the other man, day. Man, we were, we were running the stairs. I'm we're not- actually back on stairs tomorrow. So, send me that link, ugly. man. I might, I might, I might, I need, I need to, I need to get on the game, man. So <laughs> send me that you. link, man. While I'm at the crib, I might have to shed a few lbs. You know I, what I'm saying? No, no better you. time. I got yeah, you. Yeah, I've been, I, I've been trying to take the dog on long ass walks, like anything really to pass the time. It is funny though, like people, 
generally like are friendly when you see them out like bro it's some kinda, places it's, i'll it's, go it's eerie it's, out here it's very eerie like some places <laughs> i'll go people look at you like you're crazy but like when i'm walking the dog like i'm crossing the street people are like stopping in the middle of the street to let me cross people are like extra friendly just to see somebody because it's like yo you spending you know 90 percent of the day on lockdown not talking to a single person like yeah it's like yo what's up man how you doing but you're from a distance so it, it's a it's a it's a different situation, man. Like, but. I walked, I was at Whole Foods <laughs> last night, and uh, I was grabbing some stuff for dinner, and, you know, when you're about to walk by some people in the line, you know, you get out the way, people were just, I was about to come, like, be in the same section as someone, they were just walking around the whole section going the whole opposite way, like, yeah, people not taking no chances. No, not at all. Yeah, None. no, it's funny. Like, the little <laughs> six feet rule. Dude, I was in the, I was in, I was in Walgreens the other day, and the dude behind me, was he was drunk as hell. Like, he was drunk. Right. Um uh and like he was like two like right right behind me and I had to look at him like bro you need to back up like even if we weren't in a pandemic like buddy had to back off me <laughs> but like the fact like the fact that like all this is going on you know what I'm saying right. like the fact that all this is going on I was like bro you really need to back off me like you're all in my space like you're breathing on me you're all drunk like get away from me man like I don't have time for this man I wasn't trying to be an asshole about it but it's like come right. on man like but even like I said even if we weren't in this like he needed to he needed to back off man, like I hate when people close. do that shit too close bro like yeah I don't, I don't think like we're that. gonna have to worry about that shit going forward I think going forward folks is gonna be keeping their distance unless they got I hope I hope yo I do Good. miss dapping up with folks absolutely that shit yeah. is wild corny now you like see people you know and you like tapping feet and shit that shit yeah. is corny dog yeah, we took some. We went. We took the dogs on the walk with uh, these people that we know the other day, and like when I saw a dude, like I wanted to shake his hand, but it was more like, all right, man, like you know, I did a little, little hand up thing. Right. Little, yeah, you can't, you can't shake anybody's <laughs> hand or nothing. You can't, you can't yeah. even say something to my I'm, I'm over here dapping up my girl just to you know get the feeling back. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just to get that grip back. You like, know what's what good? Hold on, what, <laughs> like, do? what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah man but, you that's know. funny but yeah we got we're gonna talk about some uh <laughs> some quarantine items that we that are that are essentials right now in the household that we're gonna have to pick one out closer so that'll be fun but this is the longest stretch without sports that i've without question ever had in my life like uh, oh, there absolutely. Is, this shit is like wild I'm so thirsty for any type of competition that, and this has also been pretty fun. There's this game I found. I can't remember what it's called, the the program. I'm going to send it to you. Um, but you can play pool and stuff against, like, people via text. So they have, like, all these different games, like 8-Ball. Oh, yeah, they have it on through, the, through, like, the iPad. It's through your iPhone, right? Yeah, it's through your iPhone. It's called, like... I don't even know what this it's what the game what is t- called, but one it's of them, fun. You can as play fun. Beirut. You can play Beirut. Yeah, on yep, one of it's them. the same yeah. one, bro. They got like yeah, mini yeah. games. They got golf. They got uh, they got everything, bro. They got pool. Yeah. Uh, they got beer pong. They have mini golf. They have darts. They have tic tac toe. They have connect four. So I've been playing pool, and that's been pretty fun. I've been trying to get the comp going on that. So that's cool. Some, some just get the blood flowing. Yeah, I think I. Bro, I was going to set up like a Zoom meeting on Friday or Saturday for just and send it out to pretty much a bunch of people that we know and just be like, yo, everybody just come in here. Yeah, Pop should. up in here, get the happy hour going. Like, let's just see what's cracking, man. So, again, so you can talk to somebody else and you get some other know. shit going. Obviously, man, it's unprecedented times, man. But I saw a tweet you know. today. This guy said, I love my wife. 
and then he and then he next he like spaced it out, went to the next paragraph. He said, "But this lockdown needs to end." <laughs> needs to end. He's like, "It needs to yeah. end, bro." Like, oh, I, yeah. I love my wife to death, but tensions this, this running shit, high. This shit I, I don't needs know how, to end. Yeah. Tensions running high, man. You know what I'm saying? Like tensions running real high over here. I, I, I can safely report that for sure. But let's jump into this NFL talk. And it's crazy because everybody talking like everything is gonna be starting on time and shit for the NFL. And I hope that's the case and I hope it doesn't leak to that, but it's it's a lot of question marks still out here. Yeah. One of the biggest decisions coming up in the NFL draft is the Redskins at number two. And I wanted to get your opinion on this because I think it's an interesting. We always talk about, you know, GMs and head coaches and their quarterback. This is a new Rivera coming into Washington is new. He didn't pick Haskins. We don't know if he wants Haskins. We don't know if he thinks Haskins can play. There's talk that. They were thinking about picking Tua at two and not Chase Young, the phenom coming off the edge. If Say you're a Redskins fan. Who would you want them to take and why? And and, and if it's Chase Young, tell me why you, you feel like you should stick with Haskins or is Tua too good of a talent to pass up at two? It's, it's Chase Young. It doesn't have a whole lot to do with Dwayne Haskins, to be completely honest with you. It's just more about Chase Young and the fact that, like, since day one, everybody has said this is the most talented player in the draft. Like, I'm not knocking Cincy for taking Burrow number one, which is what they're going to do. But it's Chase Young. I mean, like, it's 100% Chase Young. You still haven't seen what Haskins can become. You did just draft him last year. Let's see what can happen. It was very clear from day one that the coaching staff last year wanted no part of Dwayne Haskins. Like, Gruden was, was up front about him not being bought into Haskins and him not even wanting to draft Haskins from the beginning. So... We know with a young quarterback, man, you got to have a situation where they're, you know, invested in your development and everything like that. And they weren't last year. So let's see what the new coaching staff can do. Let's see if you have something from him. But besides all that, Chase Young is the best player in the draft. 27 sacks over the last two years. He had six forced fumbles last year and he missed, what, two games or one game? Uh, Like, he's the best player in the draft, hands down. Like, the most second most important thing on the football field, other than the quarterback, is the man who gets to the quarterback and disrupts the quarterback. And there's no doubt about it that Chase Young is going to do that at the next level. He was doing it in the Big Ten against elite competition every single week. He, he, he's the best player in the draft. There's no discussion. Draft Chase Young and you'll never look back and regret it. You think it's a home run like that? 100%, it's a home no run doubt. like that, yeah, yes. Yo, we see it every year. What do the Niners just show you? Take a whole bunch of pass rushers, and it doesn't really matter who your quarterback is, you're going to get far. I don't understand why people, like, I get it, man. Like, you want a quarterback. I love Tua. I think Tua's going to be great. But the fact of the matter is there's some question marks. But where is the question mark with Chase Young? I have, I have not heard anything about not taking Chase Young due to some way he plays on the field. Wait, you talking, you talking like a DN is more important than a quarterback, though. I don't think a DN is more important than a you quarterback. Talking like I think, a court, you talking like a DN bro, more important than a quarterback, I, I think, though. I think Chase Young is transcendent. I think Chase Young is Khalil Mack. I think Chase Young is that has the potential to be that caliber of player. And if you mean to tell me I have the chance to draft that type of player who completely impacts my entire defense from day one, Chase Young makes an impact week one next year. Whenever that is, Chase Young makes that impact 
the moment he walks into the building, he's the best player on your defense. The moment he walks into the building, is the best player in the facility. So would you take would you take Chase Young at number one? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So after because all I think that, that, hold on. Okay. So after yeah. all that, yeah, you wouldn't take Chase Young at number one. I mean, Joe Burrow was lights fucking out last year, and like I think that he's yeah, I think Joe, Joe Young's a better quarterback prospect than Tua. Okay, well this is. This is where this is where I love Tua. Now this is where Joe, yeah. now, now let me play doubles. I call him Joe right? Young, Joe Burrow. You called him Joe Young, yeah. <laughs> it's all good, Joe Burrow. Everybody knew who you was talking about. Whatever, man. Around. Been in the house a long time. Anyway, it's all good. <laughs> I now listen. Joe Burrow had the best season I ever seen that quarterback in in college. That better than Tebow's, and Tebow probably had. It's probably Burrow Tebow. At least from mm. I'm not going to speak from a long. Stop. Hey, listen. Stop it. Listen. I don't, we don't. We don't have to do this. Listen. From from my, from my from my point of view, from seeing what I've seen through my my two eyes. So like I'm not. I can't speak on the 70s and the 80s and all that shit, right? But from what I from what I could tell, Bur- I just saw Burrow put together the best quarterback season I've ever seen against Cam Newton at Auburn. Against, but we can we can talk about that another time. Talent. Then we'll talk about that another time. The, uh, yeah, I mean, T-Bone, Newton, T- I was going to say the, Cam the was coach, three. Gene Chizik got fired after Cam Newton won, two years after Cam Newton won the national championship. That team was winning like three games. Cam came in there and instantly made them a, the, one of the best teams, the best team in the country, obviously. Listen, and then left okay, and they were fair trash. enough. I mean, I'm not going to argue that Cam I mean, Newton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, they had, sure. he had a monster year. Tebow had a crazy year that year. And so did Joe Burrow. And and so did Joe Burrow. And Manziel had a crazy year. And Vince Young had a crazy year in 06. Like, there's yeah. a lot of really, really liner. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of good quarterback. But Joe Burrow put For together. Sure. Joe Burrow put together and, and then ridiculous year. To go, like, the, back then they didn't have to, like, Vince Young didn't have to play the they, he didn't have to go through the semifinal. This guy w- was in the SEC championship, then played the semis, then played the championship and blew out everybody. Well, the so, semi he was semi is the one where he had seven touchdowns in the first half. Yeah, Whatever that against was, Oklahoma. Might yeah, be the, the semi. best game I've ever seen a quarterback. Yeah, and it was ridiculous, right? So, like, <laughs> yeah. the, the, and, and that's that's supposed those are supposed to be the best teams in the country, right? So, okay, yeah, yeah. Burrow put together a crazy year. If you go back and look at Tua's stretch over the last two years, it's fucking ridiculous. The numbers, the wins in the SEC, he essentially. Did what Burrow did last year on a on a little bit of a lower tick, but for two consecutive seasons. So, I I feel like it's starting to get away from people. Like Joe Burrow is head and shoulders better than Tua, and that's not necessarily the case. So for for Burrow to be a surefire one, and then you say. Oh well, then, but I'm, but I'm you, never, but I'm never taking Chase Young in front of Burrow. But it's you're like, acting like Tua didn't get hurt. I mean, like we know why that we know why there's a discussion or there is no discussion there. You know why Burrow's the surefire number one. It has nothing. It's not. It's not play on the field always. It's, it's the fact that Tua was hurt. People are concerned about his durability. I think that's getting. It's not like it, are you? So you're saying if Tua was healthy, right? So you're saying if Tua was healthy, people would still be like, yeah, no, it's Burrow, hands down, get the fuck out of here. I mean, I, yeah, I think that I think well with the the recency bias and how just human beings work. Yeah, I mean, yes, they would. Wow. He would be the number one. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, now, would he have gotten a chance to to go be that number one or whatever? Because, because Bama ended up slowing down a bit when Tua went down. 
Who knows, right? But regardless, I think it's getting a little overblown. His injury, he's made a glass and all that. We'll see. But I think it's interesting that Burrow, surefire number one, and Chase Young, and then all that, that rant you went on about Chase Young, and then I mentioned, would, he, would you take him number one overall? You're like, absolutely not. So I don't think it's it's that big a difference to be black and white as you broke it down between Burrow and Tua, but they're in an yeah. interesting spot. No, I guess you're right. I mean, yeah, and I, I guess, yeah, you make a good point. I went on all that, and I said, yeah, absolutely, Burrow's number one, and maybe part of that is just me having listened to everything, but – yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe if I do feel that way, actually, if I live you know with what Chase I'm Young, if you one, feel yeah, that strongly about Chase, Chase then yeah, he should be going I, and number I, and one. I am, and I am usually take the best player. Like I don't. I, I think when you start drafting for need is when you start reaching. Um. So and to me, Chase Young is the best. Pl- I mean, yeah, like pass rushers, pass rushers. Like we, we act like you know quarterbacks. Like get how hard it is to find a quarterback. They're extremely rare commodities, and you need one to win and all that. Pass rushers are just as rare. Elite pass rushers. We saw what happened last year when Khalil Mack was on our defense, how much that transforms it. And Chase Young is that type of player. Like I said, the forced fumbles, the tackles for losses, the constant pressure. You know what I mean? Like those high-motor, super-skilled pass rushers. So, yeah, maybe he should be the number one pick. Obviously, it's not going to happen. But if you're Cincy and you have no quarterback, right, you don't even have the prospects of a, a, a Haskins back there who you can still try to develop, you're obviously getting rid of Dalton, then, yeah, you probably do take Burrow because you don't have any quarterback. So I guess Haskins does play a role into it because he's there. I don't know how I feel about Haskins, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Chase Young though, if I'm Washington in that situation. It's really tough spot for Dwayne Haskins because his leash is nowhere near as long as if uh the the staff coming in drafted him. You feel me? Yeah, absolutely. He's, if he starts to fuck up, the coach is gonna be like, "Man, this ain't even my guy anyway. Get this guy out of here," type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, then it goes another year without any support. Right, so, yeah. right. Yeah. So, like, that's where it's it's a it's a tough, tough spot for Dwayne Haskins. Would you – now, they could also package it up now and move it. I mean, you would have to move off of Chase Young, but if you could – I'm not doing that. If you But if you could – if you could still get – what if you could package it up and move down to, like, the, the three or the four? And Somehow get, and still get, get two or and so then you'd get two a yeah, yeah but but then get like four two ones what? like two or two more ones or something crazy like what they uh, remember what the okay since we're on the Redskins didn't they give up uh, like two ones to go get Robert Griffin the third yeah you know what I'm saying so like if you yeah. find a team that falls in love with uh, Chase Young and or Herbert from Oregon is willing to give you two ones. They're in a good spot. They got options. You know what I'm saying? Do you, so, remind, you reminded me of something. Didn't, so they made that trade with the Rams, right? And the Rams had already had a quarterback because the Rams had Bradford. And then when the when the Rams played the Redskins like two or three years later, Jeff Fisher took all the players that he drafted with the Robert Griffin the third picks and made them the captains for the to- coin toss against the Redskins. Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yep. Jeff Fisher. Yeah, nice. Jeff Fisher. Yeah. That's great, that's but a, no, Jeff I, I don't. Play. I don't. I don't know if I'm moving, dude. I think, dude. Chase Young is a Hall of Famer, man. I'm not moving <laughs> off of him. Yeah, I'm, not moving, I'm not moving off of him. I've seen this. Like it translates. It translates. Like it's not like you know. A lot of times with these pass rushers, like your Leonard Floyd types, it's like, oh, there wasn't a ton of production in college. But if we can just coach him up, he has the tools. With Chase Young, it's like, 
oh, there was a shit ton of production in college, right? Like a crazy amount of production in college, and he has the tools. You know what I mean? So it's not like you're not you're not hoping on anything with him. Like he is ready. I've done it in college. I can do it in the NFL. You get what I'm saying with like the Floyd comparison? Because a lot of times these you're drafting these athletes, and you're just like, oh, he could be an amazing pass rusher. He already is a great pass rusher. You know how hard it is to get 17 sacks in college? And you miss two games? For some bullshit, by the way. For some bullshit? You would have had 20 sacks. You <laughs> <laughs> would have had 20 sacks. What more do you, what do you want from me? 20 sacks in the Big Ten? You're also a big, we have a lot of needs, right? And yeah. You, man, so you, fucking- I mean, the Redskins have a lot of needs. You can fill a lot of holes with, 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 with some more picks. You could, sure, but or you could draft a Hall of Famer. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't like where we're now like starting to be like, oh man, like let's just keep trying to add more to it when what's there is already right in front of us. I don't know how you don't draft Chase Young. I think not drafting Chase Young, you'll look back and be like, wow, that was stupid. I mean, it's a big possibility, no doubt. That was stupid. It's I like mean, again, quarterbacks Luka. the most. Quarterback's the most important position. Well, guess what? The guy who gets to the quarterback is the next most important position, and the guy who protects them is the third most important position. It's pretty simple. Like, it's pretty simple. Build your defensive line, build your offensive line, and hope to God you can get a quarterback. But in the meantime, build your defense and offensive line with short things, and Chase Young is a short thing. Short thing. Do you you agree that he's a short thing, right? As sure as you can be. If Chase um, Young has twelve, if Chase Young has twelve sacks next year, you're not going to be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he had such a good year." Yeah, I mean, I I think he's better than Clowney was, or yeah. or he's okay. right oh, Clowney, there. Cl- Clowney got a- drafted off. Clowney got drafted off of a play. Let's let's keep it real. No, he Clowney was a good was, player. Clowney was a beast, though. He was a beast, but he that that when he blew up the Michigan running yeah. back, that shit. Fucking- and he was in the SEC. Like Clowney yeah. was good, right? Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's still he's good. Just yeah, he's as solid. good, if not better, than Clowney coming out of college. I think he's going to be a good pro, no doubt. Um, he has definitely has potential to be Hall of Fame status. Yeah, of course. Hall I mean, he's a, he's watch the film. He's a different guy. Watch the film, Von Miller. <laughs> he's watch a, the film. Watch These the guys film, matter, These guys are bro. different. <laughs> what are we talking about? Like every week, I t- watch the fucking film. What film are we watching? He's a Did you watch guy. Chase? I'll send you some Chase Young YouTube clips. Go ahead and throw those on and tell me that that doesn't translate he's into Sunday at noon. He's different. Because it will. Guy. I don't want to play against him next year. I'd rather play against Tua next year than Chase Young next year. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, he's a different guy. I, I can't. I can't deny that. So different. Let's switch over to Cam Newton. Cameron Newton. Is it Cameron Newton? I think it's Cameron. I don't know. He might. He might just be Cam though, bro. He could be like you know, like a Jimmy <laughs> Butler type situation <laughs> yeah, where like his, his his birth name is Jimmy, not James. Wait. Like someone called Jimmy James one time. He's like, no, my name is Jimmy. Like I don't know what's wrong with y'all. Like, 100% Jimmy. <laughs> Shout out Jimmy Butler, man. Shout I out the NBA. You, I bet you no one knows that his name is really Jimmy. Like real shit. This guy, <laughs> yeah. Like his government name is Jimmy. Like no Jimmy. James. Yeah, no, no James, James Butler. Don't don't call me James Butler. That's not my name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cameron Newton has been released from the Carolina Panthers. I think getting lost in all this is he's not really getting the run he had in Carolina was a great run. Yeah, MVP. Won MVP. Super Bowl. Won Super Bowl. Um, he got a bunch of injuries, but man, he 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 played well a lot of years there and. I don't think I've heard one person talk about that, to be completely and honest. And rep the franchise well. You know what I mean? Like Cam yeah. Newton. Yeah, he I think did, Cam I mean, Newton is, 
was a great face of the franchise for the Carolina Panthers. As Goofy, he did say some goofy stuff in person. He's goofy. He does the um, weird typing thing on Instagram, you know? Yeah, I mean, he said what? some weird things. And <laughs> yeah. Remember, he he clowned that female reporter for asking about the route tree? Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he did some goofy stuff. But overall, never really got in trouble. Tried never. to stay healthy when he he was just outspoken when he felt like he needed to be, when he was taking yeah. shots. And no one well, was backing him. He was and nobody, he, and he wouldn't get any calls. That's why. Shit, he was probably pissed off after a while. Remember towards the end, you, you could go. It was open season, bro. On Cam's to, legs, he used to get killed, <laughs> killed, and no calls, no calls. Like he used yeah. to get murdered, murdered, and no, no calls. So there was that. But yeah, overall, I haven't seen anyone mention how good of a career he's had so far. He won the yeah. MVP, bro. So like, he won an MVP. It was lights out that year too. That the, the appreciation hasn't really been there, and I think you know what I think it is too, bro. It's people feel like he he hasn't lived up to what he could be. People like are like how I'm mad at Dwight Howard. I think some people are mad at Cam Newton. Like, yo, Cam this Newton? this guy could have been really, 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 really special, and he Cam Newton is three for four on things you want: Heisman Trophy, national championship. MVP and he lost in the Super Bowl, so he didn't get that. But come on, what what, what more do you want from his career? Absolutely. So, shut and, up. And, and I think he's Those so- are, shut, I've been watching Chicago Bears quarterbacks for thirty years, so give me a fucking break about Cam Newton's career and what a disappointment it was. I don't want to hear that. No, I don't think anyone's saying it's a disappointment, but he's he's definitely not getting as much love as he has, or I think he deserves. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. What are your thoughts on the release? Um, were you surprised they couldn't get anything done in a trade? I know that we talked about the whole medical thing. Hey, look, bro, coronavirus or not, these are billion-dollar teams. Put some doctors on a private fucking jet. Send them to where they got to go. If it's four people in the room, get camera physical. Like, that could be done, right? Were you surprised yeah. that the uh, a trade couldn't be done or no one can come to terms with a trade for Cam? No, because I think what we keep hearing now is this quarterback market for starters isn't isn't as big as we thought it was. So I don't know what teams were really willing to part with. And not to mention that if you uh, trade for him, you got to take on his what twenty million dollar cap hit. So if you're not looking for a starter, you're not or you're not in a situation like the Bears who you know are looking for a backup that could potentially start. You're not going to invest twenty million in Cam Newton, especially because you know that they're going to end up releasing him. Right, like if that trade's not going through, he's 100 percent getting released. They're not carrying him. Once they sign Bridgewater, they're not paying a combined 35 million dollars to the quarterback position. Um, so they were going to release him anyway. So you just try your shot at it when that happens. But yeah, but I no, mean, I'm not surprised. Not like I never, got, I never thought he was going to get traded. I never thought there'd be any chance he was, that trade was going to go through. It's not like he he's been released and then he got picked up right away. He's still, you know, what I'm saying he ain't got a job yeah, yet. No, I think it's so, a complicated situation with him because teams can't see him. I saw. I sent you that video on uh, IG. Oh yeah, the boy is in shape now. Absolutely. I mean, Cam Newton has always been like the most physically impressive quarterback we've ever seen. Like hands down. I mean, he's like six five. He's yeah, two hundred fifty pounds. Dude is a freak. He's chiseled. He's just a monster. Yeah. yeah. Like Cam Newton is one of those dudes that could have played any sport he wanted to, and he would have been great at it. You know what I mean? So um, that does surprise me. But he does look good. Like he looks good. He looks like he's been in shape. True. He's moving. He's working out. Like. I think he's going to be ready for the season. I think he's motivated. Like, people don't understand. Like, he missed pretty much the entire year. Like, that's a year of not taking hits. That's a year of rehab. You know what I mean? It's hard to, like, get healthy while playing at the same time, right? 
So when you're not playing, you're sitting out for a year. It's just like LeBron last year. You get that year where you're just your body's just getting back to right, and he's probably ready to go. If he passes the physical, which I'm sure he will, yeah, he's going to be ready to go. But I also understand teams being apprehensive and citing him because I don't think Cam is going in there saying, like, hey, yeah, pay me $3 million. You know what I mean? I don't think he views himself that way. He's 30 years old. He's going to want some money. And I think if you're a team, it's hard to give him 20 plus million dollars a year or whatever it is that he might want. Um, if you haven't seen him yet. So I think it's an interesting situation, but somebody will, somebody will pull the trigger, man. Like somebody has to. Well, this is the thing, right? I w- let me go back to what's uh, something you mentioned about, you know, the quarterback market and it not being as fruitful as we thought. I think it was as fruitful and there was a lot of available slots, but we didn't think that Foles, Bridgewater, and those guys, excuse me, would get a deal, would, would get a job before Cam and Jameis. That, at least that's what I think. I thought Bridgewater would, but yeah, Foles, so, I was surprised. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that, that's kind of where we're at. With There was plenty of teams, and there's still the Chargers. There's still the Patriots. So there's still a couple teams that don't have a quarterback, right? Chargers might be rolling with my guy. With Tyrod? Tyrod. Hey, hey Tyrod stays in the Nine league. Tyrod Taylor. Nine lives, Tyrod. Tyrod. <laughs> hey, they've been trying to kick Tyrod out the league forever. He's like, nope. Yo, and he's so- and, and he, and he steady getting like nine and ten wins. Yo. Well, yeah, he- and he stays getting a starting job. Shout out Tyrod Taylor, man. Tyrod. He's a legend, bro. Stay with nine <laughs> wins and looking for a gig. Hey, man, we got another 16 weeks of checks coming. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Taylor household is great. Shout out Tyra. <laughs> but no, but no, no. This is interesting, right? Let me ask you this. I just this just came to mind. Is Bridgewater a better quarterback than Jameis? Uh, he's safer. No, dude, I, man. Listen, man. Like, I mean, I'm yeah. yeah we're on the same. Jameis, Jameis is way Jameis. more talented, dude. Jameis, listen. Jameis will be in like the top half as far as talents concerned. Again, I tell you every week, it is hard to throw 33 touchdowns in the National Football League. It is hard to throw for 5,200 yards in the National Football League. And he did that. It's he was hard second to have in the NFL. 40 turnovers, too. It, it is, though. It's very hard. So if you, if he, but here's the thing if you cut his interceptions in half, right? And so it was 5,000 yards, 33 touchdowns, 15 picks. You, Jameis Winston is a Pro Bowler. Right. Without you know question. what I mean? So, yeah, shout out uh, Ozzy. He hit me on Twitter. We were talking about this the other day. And he was like, because they were talking on the news, like, oh, Jameis needs to go learn behind a veteran. And my whole thing was, I don't think Jameis needs to learn behind a veteran. I think a lot of times, like, when you talk about learning behind a veteran, it's like he needs to learn how to study. He needs to learn how to prepare. He needs to learn how to go into a week being a starter. I don't think that's the case with him. I've never heard anything bad about his study habits. Actually, they say he's a pretty intelligent dude. He just says really dumb shit. Um, so I've never heard anything about his preparation. It's just he makes terrible decisions. So I don't know if learning behind like Roethlisberger, who, again, I don't think Ben Roethlisberger can teach anybody about preparation, considering he comes into every season 40 pounds overweight and takes six weeks to get in shape. But that's neither <laughs> here nor there. Uh, I don't know. I, you know what I mean? I don't know when he became a beacon of preparation. Right. Um, but So, uh, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily what he needs. He just needs someone to really coach the shit out of him in those decisions. And I don't think Arians was ever bought into him. So, well, I think know. Arians has a lot of wide openness in his 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 he's a slinger himself like he likes to yeah. go after it right so he, between arians being arians and james being james that combination 
you fuck around, throw thirty picks, and that's what happens. So, so someone has to be conservative so, in that relationship. <laughs> exactly, and that's not one of them, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. So right? I don't, but I mean, again, yeah, I don't know. Bridgewater is not a better quarterback, but he's a safer option. You know, what I mean, I just think Jameis, you, you don't know what you're gonna get. But again, the talent is there. Like, if I'm a quarterbacks coach, that's why I don't know why the Patriots don't call him. If I'm Belichick, I'm like, yeah, I'll bring this guy in. He's but he's he's also a dumbass, and Belichick does probably doesn't want anybody that's gonna come up there and say. All types of wild. Who's going to play quarterback for them now? Jared Stidham. Like, Ryan I don't, Hoyer. right? So, like, uh, I mean, this is about to be a harsh reality. They're going to go 3 and 13. Are you think, do you think they're going to try to super finesse? Like, are they just going to try to wait out whoever gets signed first? So, like, and just, just so they could try to get him on a cheaper deal? Like, if Cam goes and they'll take Jameis, if Jameis goes, I mean, because obviously they don't love either one or they would have picked him up already. Dude, from what it sounds like, they're happy with their room. Like you haven't heard anything about them wanting to make a move on any of these quarterbacks. From what I, from what it sounds like, they're Whoa. happy with Hoyer and Stidham. They were trying to. They, they, they just gave. They, they if if you're Bill Belichick, him? if you're Bill Belichick, and you really want to prove you can do it without Tom Brady, then go do it with Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer. Like if they win 13 games this year, like you know what I mean. Like that would be the real testament to his legacy. It's like <laughs> yeah, I got rid of I got rid of Tom Brady. And I had Jared Stidham slinging touchdowns. Like fuck y'all. So I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, I think, I don't think you're going to see any big name quarterback go to the New England Patriots. Like, especially because if you're Bill Belichick, you're not going to pay seventeen or eighteen million dollars to Andy Dalton when that's like seven players. You know what I mean? Especially with the way that they think, they love shopping in that middle class area, so they're not going to pay all that money knowing that that's going to cost them other players, and they have holes. I mean, you need people on offense. If Tom Brady can't make the offense run with these guys, what is one of these C-level quarterbacks going to do? So they, they got more pressing needs. I, I would he might like, try trying to rebuild I, that thing, man. I would like to see Cam go out to to L.A. and play uh, for the Chargers. Be, and be perfect. And Lynn, black coach, back quarterback, and just try to revive, re- revive the uh, – just that specialness that Newton came into the league with. And, and we know the talent's there. If he could just stay upright. Uh, Anthony and, Lynn, and got Cam some Newton, and Tyron Taylor in the same sideline. Let's would be go. Like, it would be amazing, bro. It would be black excellence. I'd be a Chargers fan. How much is Tyrod getting paid? So this is I'm, – I'm really happy you brought this up. So this kind of takes us back to last week with our whole conversation about um, Foles and the contracts and all that. So I did some more research, right? Do you know that Nick Foles this year is going to be the 19th uh, paid quarterback against the cap, right? So he's number 19 overall. The only quarterbacks that are making less than him that are starters are guys that are still on their first contract with the exception of Teddy Bridgewater at $14 million and uh, Tyrod Taylor at $7.5 million. Meaning that of all the starters, Nick Foles is going to be the lowest paid one. So for all the people bitching about his contract, compared to everybody else in the league, it's actually a good deal. So I just wanted to go ahead and throw that out there right there. Thank you for Sport Track for that information. But Tyrod Taylor is getting seven and a half million. That's a good nugget. It's a good nugget, man. So I was like, yeah, he, if you want to talk about guys on their second contracts on non-rookie guys, Nick Foles is the lowest paid. So, I mean, again, I understand that 15 million seems like a lot of money, but in the grand scope, scope of quarterbacks, it's not. It's not. It's not, bro. It goes Nick Foles at 15, Bridgewater at 14. I mean, Dalton's making more. Wentz, Cousins, Stafford. Brissett makes more than uh, him. <laughs> Alex Smith, 
he may never play football again. He makes more than him. So like, yeah, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to hear it. It's I'm a fine you. deal. I'm with that deal. But yeah, Tyrod's getting seven and a half million, man. Shout out to the Taylor family, man. Taylor gang. Taylor gang or die. Cam, I need him starting again. I need Jameis starting again, too. Uh, Me all, too. All these clowns um, with these trash quarterbacks just thinking they're going to get over, and, and there's two very good starting caliber quarterbacks waiting to get paid. It looks like it's going down every day. Bring him in, bro. Yeah, Jacksonville. Like Jacksonville should be on the horn. I know that I know they like Minshew, but Minshew's not great. Yeah, I mean, I agree. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I'm with you hundred percent. Todd Gurley. I've been trying to tell y'all about Todd Gurley for a while now. The 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 I've never seen a more glaring telltale sign of what they did with Todd in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl. He didn't have anything left in the tank. He was banged up a ton. They knew they were going to move on from him. They were paying him too much money. They knew it, and this is where we're at now. He goes to Atlanta. How do you feel about the move? It seems like, you know, hey, he's going back to Georgia. He went to he went to UGA. He's a bulldog. It, they got some weapons out there. Is this going to be the classic... Big name, big flashy name, used to be a really good back, and we'll we'll pick him up, or could he make an impact down there with Matt and Julio? It depends on where the expectations are. You know what I mean? I think where are um, they? for him, um, I don't expect too much, especially after last year. I mean, I think if he's like your second back or you have like a running back by committee and you use Todd Gurley sparingly and you get a couple big runs from him here and there, he'll be just fine. If people are expecting to be a twelve or thirteen hundred dollar yard rusher, or if people are like, "Oh my God, we got Todd Gurley like it's three years ago," then you're going to be definitely disappointed. So I will put him at eight hundred yards, seven touchdowns, solid change of pace, few big runs here and there. That'd be a good year for me for Todd Gurley. His his knee can't hold up. His body can't hold up. So you can't expect too much more out of him. You don't want to use him too much because then he won't be available when you need him most. I'm glad he got paid, bro. Yeah. Because his, he got the bone on bone, bro. It's as simple as that. His knee is just not there. Not there. He got the Brandon Roy. He, he, it's just there. He had, he had crazy ACLs over the years. He had an ACL before he was even coming into the league. He, yeah, I mean, he, he's getting cut. He's getting cut down by his body breaking down. I hope he goes out to Atlanta and, and, and can rock with, with Julio and them, but. We're gonna have to see. There was another. They were comparing Matt. They were uh, they were comparing Gurley to Matt Forte on because Matt Forte had the bone on bone in his knee. And yeah, Matt, Matt Forte made it work. And he he kept rocking for years. Forte had bone on bone. Yeah, Forte had bone on bone, and it was. I don't remember him ever really having that many knee issues. Bone issues on bone. On the Bears. People, people talk about you. Look it up. People talk about how crazy it was that he played for as long as he did with his knee. And he didn't miss like a that. lot of. He didn't really miss games. Right. That's crazy. I had no idea that he had bone on bone. Shout out Matt Forte. I know you hated Matt Forte. Uh, so was the biggest Matt Forte <laughs> hater ever. Matt Forte owes the Bears about twenty seven hundred yards rushing. <laughs> Without question, like there's no, there's hey, no doubt in my mind. That should be your quarantine project. You should go back and watch every Matt Forte uh, game 
and calculate when he ran out of bounds and how many more yards. Oh my he god, got. Matt Forte left so many <laughs> yards on the field. It was like it was crazy. Hey, and he might be smarter than me because maybe that tacked on two or three more years to his career. Right, well, you right? talking about bone and bone in his knees? He's like, oh, I can't take this hit. Gee, Matt, Matt Forte <laughs> would leave, would leave five yards on a run, and I would be at the crib oh, looking at folks like, dude, did, am I? Did I just see that? Right. But remember, he got that last bag from the Jets. So that's what, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. he bag, left, yeah, but, his, yeah, he always bears about yeah. three thousand yards rushing. Easy. Shut up, Forte. Shut up, Matt Forte. Man. <laughs> get some, hey, get your money, Matt Forte. <laughs> Could it now, be? the worst. You know who the worst at that was, though. You remember Sean Alexander? Yeah, of course. Oh, Seattle. I've never seen anybody run out of bounds more. Sean Alexander would, would, would willingly run away from contact. Number thirty-seven. And, yeah, and he wasn't a little dude. I mean, he had size, but he would literally, I've never he seen him. He was one of those guys that would infuriate me because it didn't seem like he should be a pro running back, and he was always solid. Yeah, he's always solid. Like, he did wasn't he win an fast. MVP? He wasn't fast. He wasn't. He I think Sean Alexander won an MVP. Shake folks. He just racked up yards. Did he win He got MVP? a whole, but I'm pretty sure Sean Alexander got an MVP one year. Those are those LT days, too. Yeah, he won the MVP in 2005. Wow. Yep. Seattle Seahawk, Sean Alexander. Won an MVP in 2005. Shout out, Sean Alexander. What did he put up that year? He rushed for 1,800 yards and 27 touchdowns. (laughs) 1,900 yards and 27 touchdowns on five yards a carry. 27 touchdowns? (laughs) 27 touchdowns. (laughs) Wait, what year was that? That was 2005, Sean Alexander's 2005 campaign. Is that the is that the year that they went to Green Bay? And that's, that's we're, the other one. The Super Bowl. Is that the year they went to the Super Bowl? Is that man? I mean, it has to be. Remember, one of those, then they right? lose to uh, they lost to Pittsburgh, right? They lost to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. No, Sean Alexander's dog. He he had like a. That's when they used to kill running backs. He had uh, 300 yeah. yards. Yeah, dog, but, okay, 309 carries. Many, 300. Me, I was gonna say, tell me how many touches he had that year. It was like All right, so so I'll give you from 2001 to 2005. 2001, 309 touches, 1,300 yards. 2002, 295, 1,175. 2003, 326 for 1,400 yards. 2004, 353 for 1,696. Are these carries or touches? These are carries. (laughs) Oh, He didn't didn't really catch the ball like that. I mean, he would only have like 15, 16 uh, receptions. And then the year he won the MVP, 370 carries. Just for 1,800 yards, and then he never was the same again. Just t- Doug, between 2004 and, t- 2004 and 2005 combined, he had 723 carries. Yeah, that's see, that's too many. No, yeah, that's crazy. And then never and never was good again. After he won MVP, what was his best year after that? Never. <laughs> <laughs> he, had he had 900 yards the next year, but only three and a half yards of carry. Then the next year had seven hundred yards, three and a half yards yeah, to carry, done. and then it's over with. And then and then he went to Washington and died. Yeah, he's just like his body. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that, that was partly his body and partly him being like, man, I don't need this anymore. Two, three hundred twenty-six like carries, like, three hundred fifty-three carries, and three hundred seventy-eight eight years. Wow, eight years. see, that's crazy. They cycled through boys back then. Man, that was back in the day. Used to get big touches, dog. Dog, they gave him three straight years of over three hundred twenty-five, three hundred seventy carries. That's like. <laughs> what is that like 20 25 carries a game it's 25 a night <laughs> no right? sean alexander is paying for that shit today i guarantee today, 100%. yeah he, he ain't right at all he icing in quarantine right now all day he's like fine i gotta, <laughs> leave, a, he's like, I gotta leave a crib you ain't gotta tell me twice yeah, guys, I'm, good. <laughs> I'm not going nowhere i'm good good <laughs> another thing that the girly thing will do in atlanta it'll I mean it'll help bring some people in there they they got yeah. that new building to pay for they got some yeah of some, course that's always a, a plus but uh we'll see what happens with that man 
and they'll still go seven and nine, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's so they'll never be, Matt Ryan will never recover from that Super Bowl. They'll, they'll just never recover from that. That franchise may never recover from that Super Bowl. Matt Ryan certainly will never recover from that Super Bowl. Let's move over to the association NBA talk. There hasn't been basketball in weeks now. I, I feel like we could talk about what happens if the season gets canceled, but we won't even go down that rabbit hole, right? What do you feel like you're getting robbed of right now? The Lakers were the best team in the league. LeBron had just put that weekend stretch together where he beat up Milwaukee. He beat up uh, the Clippers. What do you feel like you're being robbed of right now with the NBA being gone? I, obviously, of just being robbed of hoops, but what do you feel like you're missing out on right now? Man, I've never had a season where I felt like so many questions were going to be answered at the end of it. Um, and I'm be- we're being robbed of me getting all of my questions that I had. Like what? Give me, give me some questions. Oh, so like the biggest one was, you know, you talked last week saying like, oh, like it kind of sucks. I missed the Warriors. I remember I told you like I don't because this year was the first year I truly feel like there are multiple contenders for the NBA title and nothing is really set in stone. It was wide open. So, yeah, we want to see what Milwaukee was going to do. Was Giannis going to take that leap, or was he going to come back next year and, you know, like we talked about, have to deal with the Heat? Was LeBron going to have this, you know, this last, not maybe the last run, but this late career run, you know, because they were starting to pick up Heat? Was it going to be one of these other surprise teams? What was Toronto going to do, right? Was Philly going to get their shit together? What about Boston? What about Miami? What about the Clippers? Like, all these teams, man, there was so much intrigue. Even if some of them weren't contenders, we were setting up for, like, a really, really exciting and entertaining playoffs. Um, so I think we were really right. And then, then the other question would be, like, the MVP. What was going to happen with that? What were we going to see more from with Zion? What was that going to look like, you know? Um, the, some of the younger players around the league, like, where are we going with that? What were they going to end up looking like? Even with the Bulls, it's like, all right, what are these final 20 games when Kobe White starts going to look like? You know, are we going to get some hope after watching him start at the end of the year? that maybe we can carry something into next season because we don't really have too much. All that is done, you know? And I'm not complaining. I get the situation, so I'm not even about none of that. But um, that's what we were robbed of, man. I really felt like during those Warriors years, I didn't love it because I feel like I already knew what was coming out the West. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. when they got KD, it was just like, I don't, there's nothing you could do. Like, they have KD. (laughs) So it's just like, you know what I mean? People People act like they added DeMar DeRozan. No, they added KD. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no, facts. Yeah, so it's just kind of like I, I, was, I wasn't getting that feeling. I'm just like, no one's taking them in seven. It is what it is. Houston, were they going to play a little differently in the playoffs now that they don't have that Warriors um, you know, threat looming? Like, what was that going to look like? Shit, what was these last 17 games of Steph Curry going to look like? Was the chef going to come in, cook a little bit for us, and be like, hey, I'm still here? Okay, I understand. I got to play with Andrew Wiggins. That sucks, but I'll make it work. Like, what was that going to look like? There is so many questions to be answered, man. So much. And we're not going to get to get any of it answered because I do not see any situation in which the season comes back. I know we're not talking about that, but yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. So, I mean, you don't think it can start excited. back up? We could push. It could. I think it's it'll start back up with the playoffs. Everything gets though. mashed up, you know? Then the what the dude is going to look mashed. like, though, man? Like, yo, because also, right. we're also in the phase right now where, like, this is peak NBA. Guys are 60-something games in. They're rearing up for playoff runs. This is what's at the highest level of, of the season. We were at that point. So it is hard to get people to get back up to that point. You build up for 60-plus games to get your mentality to where it is. Because, yeah, you know, once, a couple weeks after the break, it's like, yo, okay, yeah, it's time to go. You know what I mean? It's this last run. Let's get into positioning. We're starting to think about home court advantage and seeding and all that other shit. We're starting to think about postseason awards, all NBA teams. 
all those conversations, man, those end-of-year award conversations, end-of-year All-NBA conversations, who's going to be the defensive player of the year, who's going to be rookie of the year, you know what I mean? Like, what, what, what's up? And then just all of that. Like, it's, it's, it's just – It yeah. was rolling. It was so much. It was I was rolling. so excited for this year. It was like the NBA fan like orgasm this whole entire year. Yeah, because and especially like right when it got canceled is right when it really starts to turn up. Exactly. Like it, it was almost like yo cancel the cancel all everything we watched and start to like give me this back yeah. end. Uh, it was NBA time. Right. Like, it yeah. was like really about to kick in. Shit was getting active. Out of all those questions that you have, what was what was going to be your favorite? You think? finals who's gonna win it was just who's gonna win i, I just had no there was no i had no there was i could see five different teams winning the championship and that, it wouldn't surprise me you know that's not true no but i really i mean here's the thing though if you had told me that somehow out of nowhere toronto won it i'd be like that's absolutely bonkers and it doesn't make sense but hey unbelievable either yeah. way there would be teams that would be competitive but could toronto giving someone a run yeah does milwaukee we just talked about it did milwaukee want to see toronto absolutely not does anybody want to see toronto probably not you know what I mean? Like, they're playing with crazy chip on their shoulder right now. So, I mean, who knows? The question, the answer, we just don't know. Right. You know what I mean? There could have been five teams. There could have been four. Who knows what it was? But the there biggest, was no foregone conclusions. The biggest thing for me was 100% seeing if LeBron could close it. That's really what the – he makes the whole league tick. Yeah. It was going to be about LeBron and the Clippers, LeBron in the East, LeBron second year in L.A., LeBron, 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 right? And I was so locked into that. And I was also locked in. Like, we should probably be more locked into Giannis and the Bucks, But the the attention, I was more thirsty for LeBron, especially coming off that weekend where he just busts everybody's ass. Hell, yeah. The and, Clippers and, and the Bucks. Yeah, and just to see where he was going to take that, I was ready to – I was I was LeBron crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I was excited for that, but – yeah, the playoffs were just going to be something special. And, and we haven't mentioned Houston. They they could easily get crazy hot in the playoffs. And, and Absolutely, because there's no Golden State threat. Yeah, that, there, that boogeyman there ain't there. The boogeyman not there. The boogeyman's Bowser not, not at there. The the, at, at the end of the level. <laughs> and people haven't been talking about was this small ball thing. What was it going to look like? You know, they'd obviously quadrupled down on small ball. So, yeah, what was – bro, there was so – again, even for the teams that weren't contenders that were going to make the playoffs, it was like, yo, this is going to be entertaining. Like, we're talking about Philly as a sixth seed in a three matchup with Miami or Boston. Yeah, it's and that's lit. a first round matchup. It's lit. It's very You're giving lit. me either Miami and Philly or Philly and Boston as a first round matchup? You yeah. mean one of those teams aren't making it to the second round? Come on, give me that. Sign me up. Yeah. Give it all real. to me. You know what I'm saying? Here's, here's my vein. Inject me. Like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. You know facts, what I mean? Facts. So it's just kind of like, yeah, that shit is, it, it's, it was, like you said, we were at that point in the season where shit was really starting to turn up. You know, people were starting to get ready. People got to start back getting healthy, and uh, you know, it's 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 gone, man. I mean, that's that's cra- this is one of the best NBA seasons in years. I felt like, like honestly, yeah, I agree. I'm not you. just saying that because it's gone. Like I, I, you know, you know me. I, I love the NBA. Like I love the association. And this was, yeah, it's tough, man. I think about it every day. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture you. You know that meme of. Uh... <laughs> Of Wolverine laying in bed with the picture in yes. his hand. Yeah, that's me, bro. Me looking at the at the 2020-2021 season. Or 2019-2020, like, damn. Just that's 100% at the NBA me. logo, like, damn. What, the the what Wolverine have, meme, crying Jordan. I've been all of it, bro. I'm what like, have I can't we take done? What, Where's the what, social? What have we done? Where's the association, <laughs> man? I need, I need these people, man. What have we done? Oh, my God. 
So yeah, how about you? Um, what is your what? What do you think this big? You think you think it was LeBron? Yeah, the LeBron just legacy yeah. Thing? It's such a his legacy. I mean, it's already set in stone, and these are the these are the the little the little the little pluses that he's adding to him. Can he yeah. take three? Can he can he win the championship with three different franchises? And yep. you know what I mean? Like all that stuff's in the balance. Has it who's has anybody done that? Now that mm. I say now that I say that out loud, has anybody I mean maybe maybe some random dude, right? No, but like but Kawhi was lined up to try to do it again this year too. You had two different players trying to do it in the same right. city. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> in the same city. Right. So no, I don't know if anyone's ever done it with three, but um And I mean like like it might be a role player, but has like a guy himself led been the man three. on the undisputed three man different on three franchises. different franchises. Yeah, I don't right. know, right? So that yeah. was that was what I was interested in more. And I think they had a... They had a fun team to watch. He was he all and all their sub storylines were great with um with Caruso and yeah. AD fucking playing out of his mind the the two guard AD cheese in my pocket continues cheese in my pocket don't <laughs> worry about me like there's like a lot of stuff going on and then you look at the Clippers and it seems like they like I was. I was I was looking for I needed the the LA versus LA you know what I'm saying Western Conference matchup that yeah. was seven games of that in LA was going to be crazy um but LeBron was the focal point for me I think yeah I, I hear you on someone or who was going to win it but they're robbing of they're robbing us of this LeBron legacy tilt and I I, I wanted yeah. to see where it played out Absolutely. I mean, all of it, all of it's valid. I mean, the the fact of the matter is there are so many different storylines that play this year um, and everything was up in the air and we were really shaping up for just a really fun, like three months, Um, you know, honestly. And obviously, yeah, it's just, it's crazy that that's gone. I don't, I don't think that even starting the season back up is going to get you back to that point. Cause again, like, yeah, guys, I mean, some guys are in shape, but you know, Jokic ain't doing shit right now. Jokic is yeah, Jokic is back in Serbia, like big kicking it right now, right. like whatever. Yes, Conf- <laughs> confirmed. The, the check's still clears. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, he's big chilling. So, like, LeBron's probably working out daily. Giannis is probably working out daily. But a lot of these cats are chilling. Plus the mentality, like, so much of it is mental. Like, again, your mentality come game 64, 65, when you're a true contender, it's just different. I mean, and bro, when you turn so that off, turn you've been that at the crib. Right in the middle. You've been at the crib being domesticated for like a, a month. You know what I mean? Like these dudes aren't at the house like that. Right. So it's just the like, momentum, yeah, man. Like, everything just yeah, gets halted. It's crazy. Over your homeschooling and shit, it's like, yeah, you know, you got to get back and, and jump right back into a playoff series. Like, nah, man. So <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of the chemistry that teams were playing with, like there was just so many storylines. It would take like we were really headed. It would take two shit. weeks to get to get boys back. They they would have to have like a, a preseason or I don't I don't yeah. know, man. That's just really interesting. And not to mention, like on a different sport, I was excited for the White Sox this year. Like I I've, I've been reading, I was reading all types of White Sox shit leading up and like things like that. So like, yeah, opening just, day was supposed fuck, to be tomorrow. Opening day, I was about to get cracking. Yeah, I even talked to you like, oh, we should get a couple games. Like fuck yeah, it, yeah, no doubt. So, but yeah, the NBA shit, man, is depressing. A lot of storylines, but. You know, hopefully when it bounces back up, whether it be this year or next year, um, the great thing about the league is they're able to, you know, every year you bring in some new dudes. I'll tell you what I wasn't excited for was the draft because I don't know any of these dudes. The little yeah, that I have watched of these Anthony Edwards and Greg Anthony's son and some of these people I didn't really see too much that I was impressed by. 
Um, so you know, we'll see what happens with that. But There's plenty yeah. of talent right now. I don't need no more. I don't need. I don't need these guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some of these classic NBA games that we've been watching. I know you've been watching more than me. Oh. Bro, I watched uh, the shrug game last night. This this stretch from Jordan in the second quarter was out of control. Um, but talk to me about some of the classic games you've been watching. And real quick before you get into it, the NBA on NBC is obviously the best. It's the best. It's the best. Marv Albert, the intros with Bob Costas before you even got to the music. Before you even got to that, yeah, Costas would have like a this dramatic ass intro about people talking and what the media is saying and can they bounce back from game one? Blah blah blah. Sensational, man. Yep, it's so love, good. Love, love NBA and NBC classic. It took me definitely took me back to my childhood sitting in the living room watching those games. But yeah, no. So I. uh Obviously, man, no live sports, but there's plenty of archive sports that you can catch up on. So I've been watching a few games. First game I watched, I got this from Bill Simmons. Shout out to Bill Simmons. Um, he said, Suns, Sonics, game five of the Western Conference semis in 1993. So I threw it in through that game on. It was an NBA and NBC joint. Wait, who is it? Suns. Sonics. Remember the uh, Seattle Supersonics? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember so this, them. <laughs> <laughs> so this would have been GP. This would have been Kemp. Uh, Sean Kemp. Yo, Ricky Pierce had 27. Shout out Ricky Pierce. Uh, name we don't talk about too much. Ricky who? But yeah, Ricky Pierce. He was a, uh, he was a forward was. back in the day. He used to put up buckets. Bucket yeah, he had, yeah, he had 27. Um, and then the Suns, those Suns teams was Barkley... Kevin Johnson. Well, yeah, that's the team that played Jordan in the ninety-three. Yeah, team that played Jordan. That was the year that Barkley won the MVP. Barkley had a forty-five point triple double in this game. Magic Johnson was on the call, so it was terrible. crazy to hear. Oh no, it was great. No, he's terrible. It was it was phenomenal. He's was awful. He, he was on the shrug, he was on the shrug game too. He's terrible. Oh, uh, I loved it. Um, <laughs> Barkley triple double. The thing that really stood out to me was like you used to live in Phoenix. Yeah, I don't know if you ever noticed this. Who owns everything in Phoenix? Now they talk about like Magic owns everything in uh, L.A. You talking about Dan Marley? Thunder Dan. Thunder Dan <laughs> you know, owns everything hey, out there. Unless you've lived in Phoenix, you don't understand. Thunder Dan has dealerships, movie bro, theaters, restaurants. Like Marley's, Dan Marley. Marley's Marley has everything, everything, bro. He is he is the man in Phoenix. Yo, Don, Dan, Dan Marley was unconscious, hit eight threes in that game and finished 37 points. Dan Marley got a fire, had an had a had a absolute flamethrower. Yeah. Yeah. So just a really fun game. Um, Barkley had the 45-point triple-double. So, yeah, I watched that one the other day. It was awesome. I just loved those old early 90s. Barkley was just dogging, folks? Barkley was a monster. So, and it made me think, like, everybody with the Zion and Barkley comparisons. Um, Yo, if Zion Williamson becomes Charles Barkley, we're okay. That's all (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say. Like, we're okay. Don't worry. If that's that's his ceiling, I think we're in a good place. Because Barkley was an absolute monster. Grab the rebound. Go down the fast break. He could dime or he could take it straight to the cup. It did not matter. Um, so Barkley was a monster. I think people forget because now you think of him like the celebrity, but Barkley was a monster, monster ball player. Um, so watch that. Another one. You'll appreciate this. 2016 Texas tech versus Oklahoma. Oh my God. Baker versus Patrick Mahomes in college. That was a crazy joint. Defense. Defense could just stay on the sidelines. Right. College football. Yeah. Yeah. Defense could have just stayed on the sidelines. Like, there's no chance the defense was doing anything. You're just watching all these on YouTube? Big, 
Yeah, I watch them on YouTube, but I, I put them on the TV yeah, with yeah. the little cast little button. Little cast, Chromecast. Yeah, a little cast joint. So right. watch that. Oh, <laughs> um, <A little> <laughs> yeah, a little cast joint. <laughs> I watch. So that game is crazy. It's just it's crazy a smart entertaining. TV game up. Yeah, ninety-eight game six. Had to watch Jordan's last game. Uh, crazy, in, in Utah? obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Jordan was on fire. Pippen was hurt. I forgot that Pippen was out for most of that game. His back was fucked up. Um, and Jordan just kind of put the team on his back. Jordan had 35 shots. So oh, shout out Mike. Did he really? Yeah, yeah, he was shooting the ball left and right. It was crazy. I didn't realize didn't he matter. had 35 shots. Yeah, it didn't matter. He got the W. Um, I, I, I think I'm going to go back and watch all the all the Bull stuff. You should do. They're playing so right now on uh, Comcast Sportsnet. They're play, or sorry, whatever NBC Chicago, whatever yeah. it's called this week. They're replaying uh, the '96 run. So definitely check that out. And then um, last night, last night I watched 2006 Suns versus Nets regular season game that went into triple overtime with 318 total points scored. What or double this? overtime. This is 2006 until the height of the Nash Suns. This is the first year he won the MVP. Uh. And the game had 318 points, went into double overtime. I think Steve Nash had like a 30-point triple-double. Uh Jason Kidd had like a 40 point triple double and just like a highly entertaining offensive ball game. Yo, I will so, say this. People that are listening, don't expect high quality video. No. It's kind of yeah. tough to watch. It's but really you, tough to you, watch. You, the you older, get, the older the, the tougher. Yeah, you <laughs> that's the facts. The older the tougher. Yeah. You it's it's you sometimes you can't even tell who's got the rock, but you, you get the gist of it of what's going down. And, well, the, especially and, the, and you the, get the replays too. Especially on the zoom outs too, right? Like once they zoom, like if they're up close, you look okay. But when they zoom out and show like the full court view, Bro. it gets real tough. Like that '93 Suns game was real tough. Yeah, you but can't even the shit. even that '06 Suns game yesterday, like it was it was tough. It was real tough. But you know, um, obviously, like the Texas Tech Oklahoma game was fine. That was oh, only a couple once of years you watched, ago. What would you? Which one was your favorite so far that you would suggest uh, to the people? Man. Like if they want to watch one. That Barkley Sonic sounds good. I kind of want to. Yeah, watch I think that the Barkley one because it was a playoff game. Everybody's seen the Jordan game. Um, the Texas Tech Oklahoma game is football. So I mean, if you want to watch a football t- game for sure, but I would definitely say that Suns game just because of the characters that were involved. Barkley at his peak, Thunder Dan going for thirty something. Um, yeah, it was a great game. Speaking and of shout out Gary Payton and Sean, I think Sean, Sean Kemp had like thirty in that game too. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was Kemp. crazy. Just all these characters from the NBA from back in the day. Was so, Detlef yeah, I, on I was, that team? Uh, Detlef Shrimp was on that team. Yeah, yeah. shout the, out Detlef Shrimp bucket. too. Yep, for sure. So I so wait, but hold up. Let me. Uh, oh yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, before we get into that, real quick, what I I haven't watched as many as you. Quick, I'm gonna get on my grind and and throw a couple on. But I watched the uh, the Shrug game, game one of the finals, ninety two. And I was talking to our boy Edder. He thinks peak Jordan is '92 Jordan, with with uh, Game Seven of the Knicks that series too. The the Bulls Knicks went to seven in '92. He thinks Jordan '92 is the best Jordan to ever walk the basketball floor. That's a crazy argument. Like, what year is the best Jordan? That's like that. That's actually really interesting. If you want to break down a whole bunch of things, but he thinks '92 Jordan is best Jordan. And I watched the shrug game last night. Jordan had 35 in the first half. I think he had six or seven threes. I can't remember how many. But there's a stretch from six minutes or seven minutes left in the second quarter to like a minute and a half left was absolutely ten minutes of flawless basketball from Michael Jordan. He was just coming taking down, over the game. Just 
But it, it was it's it's funny because you would think like in the shrug game that every possession he came down and just fired a three, right? It wasn't like that. He played within the flow. He wasn't demanding the rock. There was a lot of bullshit, ill-advised shots from B.J. Armstrong and, and Bill Cartwright that you're like, yo, get Mike the ball. But, like, he didn't press. He, You know what I'm saying? He, he, he stayed within the offense, did what he had to do. It was in, crazy impressive. Go back and watch the shrug. Six minutes left in the second quarter. He scores, like, 15 straight points. It was ridiculous. Chicago Stadium was going crazy. Crowd was going crazy. Gave me goosebumps on the couch. It's definitely worth the watch. It was uh, it was a display. Well, one thing I'm noticing when I'm watching these old games is how many threes are passed up. Oh, my like, God. So, nowadays, no nowadays like, yo, threes. if you get it, it doesn't matter who you are, shoot the three. Like, no, everything was geared towards getting the ball down low. You know, even if there's an open three, like, no, we want to get the easier layup. Like, yeah, it was, it was crazy. So I was watching that Jazz Bulls, obviously, and, like, Carl Malone was the perfect player for that era, obviously. You know what I mean? Just like a big dude who was a load down low. You can give the ball down to him. He had a whole bunch of moves. Great, like, I hate Carl Malone play. as a person, but he was a problem. Great postman. Like, he, he was just a problem. Yeah, man. he was. He was a bucket. Yeah, he was a bucket. Yeah, and just outworked everybody. He's still a bitch, though. Fuck Carl Malone. <laughs> But yeah, that it was it was I mean, so many mid-range jump shots. Yo, another thing in the shrug game, and then I was looking at like playoff stats and stuff, Terry Porter bucket. Terry Porter was nice. Terry Porter was filthy, dog. In that shrug game, he was cooking that game too. So yeah, go back and watch. Was Cliff, was Cliff Robinson games. on those on those? Cliff that team? Robinson was drop stepping fools and dunking. So that was yeah, Robinson's bro, Cliff the Robinson. bonus. No, Sabonis no, no, is no, over no, there. no, 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 Sabonis. No, Arbidas? Sabonis is way later. Oh, like so, okay. early 2000s. Oh, Sabonis is still in Europe at that yeah, point. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, late yeah, yeah. 90s, early 2000s, Sabonis. But, uh, yeah, it was like Cliff Robinson, um, Clyde, obviously, Terry Porter. Um, they, they have a big man from Eastern Illinois. Oh, I can't remember his name. But, yeah, you got to go back and watch that. Watch a couple of those. Yeah, Sabonis came over in 95. Yeah, so that was like, yeah, later 90s for Sabonis, yeah. early too. Shout out Sabonis. Boy, it's a bucket, too. <laughs> Sabonis is nice. Sabonis yeah. is to give Shaq issues, though, Loki. Major problems. <laughs> Shout out Sabonis. Shout out Vladi Divac. All those, those big Euros came out where we couldn't handle those guys. All right, well, while yeah. we're talking NBA, let's move over to the pick one segment. Big Nick brought up a, a, a good idea of picking some prime NBA players and then where we're going to pick. You had to pick one in their prime. Who would it be? And uh, lead the way, bro. Go first. So, yeah. Stick it on the themes of that Sunday. What made you think game. of that? Um, because I was watching that game last night. I'm like, dude, both of these dudes are playing at their at their peak, the Suns-Nets game. I'm like, who who would I rather have during the in, the in that situation, you know, if I was starting a team as far as point guards? And I feel like those are two guys you never really hear about the comparisons between the two of them, but they were dominating in the same era. So, why not? So, yeah. I would go between Steve Nash and Jay Kidd. So prime Jay Kidd, we all know, walking triple-double. Couldn't really shoot the ball, but great defender. Obviously, great two-way player. And uh, the definition of the maestro, your traditional like point guard who's you know holding on to the ball, racking up assists, all that great leader. Then Steve Nash, back-to-back MVP, played at a crazy speed. Offensively, one of the most efficient players we've ever seen. Like, was a 50-40-90 before it was even a thing. 
Um, and you obviously know, you know, how his career went. Um, never won a championship, but always was a great player. Um, who are you picking, man? Prime? And obviously with these players, team construct doesn't matter because you can throw these guys anywhere. True. Prime Steve Nash and Prime J-Kid. Yes. I'm taking Prime J-Kid because he was a better overall player. He was a better overall player across the board. I was looking through some stats. And, I mean, maybe individual seasons, Steve Nash had better. But, especially like on, especially on the offensive end. But if you look at, like, if you give me prime, prime J-Kid and prime, prime Steve Nash, prime J-Kid was doing everything Steve Nash was doing and playing defense. Right. So, I'm going to go with J-Kid for that reason. I, uh... I thought it was interesting. I was looking up some. I was kind of comparing their numbers. Kid played 19 seasons. Nash played 18. Yo, you realize uh, J-Kid went to the playoffs 17 of 19 years? That's crazy. 17 years J-Kid made the playoffs. Uh, 12 seasons out of 18 for Steve Nash. Well, and he won a ring when he, he was like a 38-year-old starter on Dallas when he won that ring, yeah, right? And, and he yeah, was, and, he was, and all of a sudden he was uh, Steph Curry. Yeah, he was playing great. Yeah, he, he could shoot threes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is, is he, that's all he did was shoot threes. I think he's second all-time in three-pointers made. He's top five <laughs> for sure. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, prime J-Kid was, uh, was ridiculous on the defensive end. Nine, nine-time all-defensive team. Yep. Four-time first-team all-defense, Jason Kidd. AKA the best point the best defensive point guard in the league. We we know Steve Nash didn't play defense. They both not were, a lick. Not a lick, right? They both that, that stood out watching last night too. Steve Nash was a turnstile. Yeah, they uh they both led the league in assists five times. So I gotta go prime J Kid just because prime like career, like if you took each one each career, it might be a little closer for me because Steve yeah. Nash overall's career was great. But prime player, I'm taking J-Kid because I think he does everything Nash did just as good. And he was a better rebounder. Way better rebounder. And he played way better defense. I would almost go opposite as far as the career versus prime. Like Steve Nash's prime was more impressive. Whereas J-Kid's overall just body longevity. Work, yeah, longevity and just the fact that like his game. Because you know what happened? Once Steve Nash's body broke down, he was no longer effective, right? Whereas with Jay Kidd, his game was built off so much intelligence and, you know, he didn't necessarily need to out-athlete out anybody, if that's a word. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, you know, Kidd just kind of broke down there in uh, in L.A. But just look at these numbers, man. Jay Kidd, Jay Kidd put up a 17-11-7 as a point guard. And I know like we look like Westbrook numbers and we're like, that's nothing. But, like, imagine back in the day. This is back in the day. Yeah, and this was right. just playing, like, straight point guard. You know what I mean? Not a scoring guard. Like, yeah, he was controlling the game. Those Nets team were making the NBA Finals. I think he was a runner-up in MVP. So, yeah, I think I would probably take um, Jay Kidd. But just going back and watching Nash, it's, it's I forgot how good he really was and how he never missed. Like, it seemed like yeah, he just never if missed. He, if he was open, yeah, it was a He just never missed, yeah. So I feel like Nash in 2020 would put up, like, 30 and 13. He put up Trey Young numbers because he just shoot 10 threes a game. So, yeah, I'm going J-Kid, though. I agree. I like that. Yeah, J-Kid J was – J-Kid was different. J-Kid was so good coming up, too. Yeah, he was yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah. No doubt. 
It's close, though. I love Steve Nash. Steve Nash yep. had a great game. I love Steve Nash's game overall, too. For mine, pick one. I, I This one is really interesting, and I can't wait to see what you say because it's an interesting comp. Pick one prime Tracy McGrady or prime Carmelo Anthony. Pick one. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going T Mac. I'm going T Mac. Um, and no disrespect to Carmelo, right? I love Carmelo. I think it was ridiculous that Carmelo pretty much had to put his fucking resume on Indeed.com at the beginning of the year this year because he, <laughs> you know what I mean? he, couldn't, he could not. Yeah, he could not get work, which is crazy to me. His <laughs> shit was he, on working sports. His shit was on. Yeah, his shit was. His shit was on fucking. Uh, yeah, whatever it is, jobrecruiter.com. But. Um, which is crazy to me. That was just disrespect. But with that being said, prime healthy T-Mac was a monster, was a top three player in the NBA, could do everything on the floor. He could shoot. He could handle. He could defend. He could rebound. He could. Uh, he was a playmaker, all of that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think if T-Mac had stayed healthy, like, absolutely T-Mac uh, would be viewed a lot differently. Because people just forget how good T-Mac it was. was. Just, you know why people forget? Because it was such a short window. Yeah. The window was so short. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it was like a five or six year window where he was unstoppable. Don't you remember the getting the 13 points in 22 seconds or whatever it was? Yeah. Of yeah. I mean, like stuff like that was crazy. So if you look at T-Mac 2002-2003, average 32-6-6. and six. I mean, still, it was still a six-year stretch, though. Yeah, we're so spoiled yeah. with some of these guys playing 15, 16 years. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, the, yep. the six year stretch that T Mac had: twenty seven points, twenty six points, thirty two points, twenty eight points, twenty six points. Monster. You know what I'm saying like he was a bucket. Yeah, and absolutely affected winning. Uh, I guess. Well, you know what? No, I'll take that back. Because one of the big thing with T Mac is he could never get out of the first round of the playoffs. So he did have his playoff struggles. Um, but I think T Mac was a better player. And that's no disrespect to Melo, but like if you peak, ask me, T Mac just had a better package. Peak T Mac was probably better than peak Carmelo. Yeah, I mean T Mac again was one of those dudes who could, there was things that Carmelo couldn't do. Like Carmelo was not necessarily a playmaker. Carmelo wasn't a great defender, and he wasn't as good as a shooter as T Mac. Carmelo was just a, a load, a problem. To, Carmelo was just such a good scorer. You know what I mean? Um, so he's probably a better pure scorer than T Mac. I don't know though. Man, pure, I don't know if you could say that, Doc. Yeah. Melo puts up 25 in his sleep. In his sleep, yeah. <laughs> like, back in the day, look, dude, he's averaged. It was like 32 or 33 one no, year or something. It was no, something crazy. If if he started more than, if he, if he started, he was getting 20 points. Every, and he was a good every rebounder, Every year since too. he was a rookie, he's averaged, 20, he's averaged 20 points until he went to OKC. Yeah. Every single year, he averaged more than 22 points. So, I mean, Melo. I think if Melo had transitioned to small ball four a long time ago, like he should have, um, we'd be talking about different. I'm just looking at Melo's number. It, it is actually crazy. From 2005 to 2011, he didn't dip below 25 points a game. It is crazy. Didn't even sniff. Like, he was Melo's a-, a career 24 and seven. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, th- that, that's tough. But peak, yeah. so, but, you, but peak, peak. McGrady, peak T Mac, peak T Mac, yeah. I mean, peak T Mac was something else. Like oh two oh three T Mac. Like I always thought T Mac was better than Vince, and this is before I even hated Vince like I do now. Um, I always thought he was better than Vince. T Mac was a problem. Orlando T Mac was a problem. 
Yo. Early Houston healthy T-Mac was a problem. Like, these teams were problematic. Yo, all NBA first teams, Tracy McGrady has two, Melo has zero. Think about this. Yeah, yeah. Tracy McGrady has seven all-star appearances. Melo has six. Think about that's, that. That's, that's crazy. Pretty cra- that's pretty crazy. Melo's only been to the all-star game six times. McGrady's been at seven, and Melo's been in the league way longer. Yeah. So... No, he's no. Melo has ten All Star games. Does he? Yeah, All NBA six. All NBA six. That's what I'm. Okay, yeah, my yeah, fault. Yeah, That's yeah. what I meant. But um, well, remember in the beginning of Melo's career, they were snubbing him from the All Star game. He what? wasn't getting into All Star games. Melo, for whatever reason, people just never liked him as a person, which I don't. I don't really understand why. Yeah, I mean, um, I thought he was great, but yeah, I just think T Mac was better, man. I, I, I really like T Mac was so good at basketball. Like he's again, we talk about like. You want to create these players. So like Kevin Durant would obviously be like the creative player that you'd make on 2K. You probably make if you were going to make a 6'8 guy, you'd make him like T Mac. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then now imagine T Mac in 2022. He'd shoot 12 threes a game. You know what I mean? He, he he'd be your ultimate like up there with these wing guys. So I think his game, yeah, I just like his game. Terrible demeanor on the court though. <laughs> yeah, that's like, true too. Guy could not lead you, but I don't think Melo could either. So, yeah, that's a good comp, though. Yeah, that good was a good comp, one. I like for that. Sure. No I like doubt. that. Yeah. All right, let's close the show with a with a with a with a quarantine pick 'em. Pick one. I'll start. You have to pick one. One quarantine item you have to give up. Are you keeping video games? Or oh, that was mine. Are you doing video games or streaming? Which one are you giving up? I'm giving up video games. I can live without the video games. Why? Just because you I just, just you yeah, know, you, you, yeah. you're too grown? Yeah, no, not even that. No, hell no. I'm not hating on anybody that, still, that plays video games. All, all power. I'll still play. I'll play some games here and there, but I don't get crazy about it. Um, but if you had to, I'd rather just have the ability to be able to watch it. I'm going to tell you the answer right now. It's streaming... You'd have to, you have to pick streaming for the sake of your household. Even yeah. if you even if you <laughs> you feel like, you play FIFA? Hey, even if you <laughs> even if you wanted video games more and you could live your household cannot withstand you playing video games that much. So you're gonna have to go with streaming so you can watch something with your girl and your girl's not on your neck about how much video games you're playing. So the, there's this isn't even a discussion. You have to pick streaming no matter what. Right. To, just to keep a healthy home, a hundred percent. Like Facts. your girl, your girl would be on your neck if if you if you there was no streaming and you was just playing video games all day. It'd be Fact. pretty big. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this: streaming or YouTube? Because they serve two different purposes. Yeah, YouTube is do. like YouTube is like yeah, I got five minutes. I can pull something out and watch something great. It's just an uh, archive. Whereas, or I can find some long shit. Whereas streaming is more like TV shows. So like, would you rather have? Your streaming services or YouTube? Mm. I need YouTube, bro. <laughs> I'm taking away my YouTube. Yeah, because I'm a, I'm you're a heavy kinda, YouTuber. <laughs> with streaming, you're at the mercy of what they give you, right? With YouTube, yep. you could kind of watch whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> YouTube's a whole world. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you want to see someone take out wisdom teeth, you can do that. <laughs> Yo, you really can. You Yo. Like, if you no, want to watch bulls. <laughs> Trailblazers in '92, you could do <laughs> that. Wisdom teeth, like you know what I'm saying. Like, like there was like a two week stretch where I just watched police dash cam videos for like hours <laughs> on it. 
<laughs> and my girl be like, what are you doing? I'm like, hold on, hold on. They're about to get this. They're about <laughs> like, to get this dude. Those he's about to say something stupid. But I'd watch like the whole like 45-minute shit. They fingerprint him. I'm like, why am I watching this? It's on YouTube. So like, yeah, you can watch, you can watch anything you want. And you could get music rocking. Like you could do yeah, anything. Music, on YouTube, yeah, it's a right? whole situation. You got playlists. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's a that's a good point. And that shit's free. Yeah, I'm going to YouTube all day. Um, all right, go ahead. It's on you. I, I got one for you. Coffee or alcohol? Strictly this, for the quarantine purposes. This is tough because I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pick coffee because to keep or to get rid of to keep. Okay. And this is why. Because in the quarantine situation without coffee in the morning, at least for me, I'll speak for myself, it's very hard to be productive. Like, it's already hard enough to be productive. So if you take the coffee away and I got some shit I have to do or work on or want to work on, I'm going to have some trouble. Um, Obviously, the alcohol is great. Capping the night, having a couple glasses of wine, chilling, whatever. Um, but if I have to pick one, I'm trying to get some stuff done during this quarantine, so I'm going to pick the coffee. I was kind of on the same wavelength, too. Like, without coffee, there's there's a 0.0 chance that anything's getting done for this month that we're inside. I just had no motivation. Yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just wake up and just be like, I'm not even, yeah, wake I'm going to stay in bed all day. Because it's very easy to, to find bed. reasons not to do shit right now. You yeah, know to what I'm saying? Like, right. Yeah, it's right back to the couch. So, yeah, coffee. But then again, like come around five or six o'clock, that alcohol becomes so crucial. Yeah, just just chill out. You just chill. But uh, yeah, I think the coffee is the coffee. You need to. There's a whole rest of the day. It's close, but yeah, yeah. Give me the coffee. All right, we could both answer this last one before we get out of here. Twitter, pick one. Twitter or Instagram. During the quarantine. During the quarantine. Easy Twitter. Easy. Got nobody's got nobody's doing Twitter. shit. So what do you watch them do on Instagram? Megan the Stallion dances and fucking challenges. That's it. <laughs> that's all. That's all Instagram is right now. Nobody's going nowhere. Nobody's posting nothing interesting. Whereas Twitter, it's like this is prime Twitter because everybody's at the crib. So all the funny follows you got on Twitter are doing nothing but coming up with content. This is all jokes on it's, Twitter. Twitter. Twitter is just jokes right now. Information like yeah, this well, is what Twitter, Twitter is whatever for. you want it to be. Yeah. Exactly. If you want some jokes, no problem. If you want to hear about COVID-19, no problem. Go for it. You want to hear about the stock market? No Absolutely. problem. Absolutely. We're you here You want to you. hear about sports, what's going on, what's the latest? No problem. It's got to be you want, Twitter. You, you want to look at ass? Go on Twitter. It's all there for it's you. All, that, you that's there, too. It's got a little bit of IG <laughs> to it, too. But, yeah, yeah. no doubt. It's, it's got to be Twitter. Uh, it's got to be Twitter. One, but IG's looking real rough right now, man. Not a lot going on. A lot of people throwing, people doing old pictures, talking shit. But Twitter is obviously the play, no doubt. Yeah. Twitter is always the play. If I had to pick one anyway, it'd be Twitter. It's always Twitter, yeah. Twitter's the best. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter is great, man. Twitter, yo, uh, uh, my girl just started rocking with Twitter a little bit. She she tries to act like she I'm, doesn't I'm, like I'm, it, but she I'm trying it. to get my, I'm trying to get my girl on it too. I'm like, look, like Twitter is like whenever something happens in the world, there's no better place to be on Twitter. Listen, anything like, remember you the need magic to find shit happened out, last week? <laughs> type in type in the search bar on Twitter, and someone's yeah. talking about that shit. You'll find it, yeah. Like the uh, the Jamal Murray shit <laughs> had that had that hey. on deck in like five minutes. Five Twitter. seconds. In five seconds, Yo, Jamal Murray, bam. Something's not. I tried to log on to Hulu the other night. It wasn't working. I went straight to Twitter. Type. Uh, I, I went straight to Twitter. Typed in, is like Hulu down? You find yeah, other people with the same problem. 70, 75 people tweeting, is your Hulu working? So like, okay, obviously it's down. It's not my shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Twitter, yeah. yeah. Twitter's the shit. Twitter's a community. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> 
Shout out Twitter. We're going to leave it there, man. No catch up. Sports Talk via Chicago. For Big Nick the Quick Nick Harvey, I am your host, Sean Little. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you subscribe on IG, Apple, Spotify. Tell the homies. No catch up. Chicago.com. We'll be back later this week. I was talking to Jason Hayward about jumping on the line, talking about what it's like to not have baseball at the end of March for the first time in almost a decade for him. Yeah, yeah uh, for This sure. would be him going into, I think, year nine. So we'll, uh, we hope to chop it up with him. But, yeah, man, make sure you tell the homies, lock in with us. No catch on Sports Talk via Chicago. We're here.